like I have this practice where if I think a negative thought about somebody or if I think even like a remotely negative, like it could be like slightly negative, I will immediately stop and then wish that person a blessing. Oh, wow. Because like I, I find like if you can train those negative thoughts out of your head and I started doing that back in like September. So like six months ago, not even. And, um, and then, Honestly, it was like the most refreshing practice. I'm gonna show you how great I am. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. You're listening to the Blessed for Success podcast. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Blessed for Success podcast. I'm your host, Tanvir Mustafa. As always, if there's anything from this show that resonates with you, go ahead and share it on social media, share it on Instagram, mention me at Blessed for Success PC, and I'll be able to see what you liked and share it with the rest of the community. My guest today is the founder and CEO of Haste and Hustle, one of the premier entrepreneurship events in all of North America. It started off as an event to provide support for local entrepreneurs in the Niagara region. It quickly grew into an internationally recognized event for emerging entrepreneurs and moved to a larger market in Toronto. Their goal is to provide access to training, resources, and opportunities for startups and their teams. They approach entrepreneurs holistically and try to find ways to meet their needs as they establish their foundation for success. The event has brought a number of notable names to the city, including Gary Vaynerchuk, Casey Neistat, and soon, Sir Richard Branson. Now, she has graciously cooked up a special deal just for you guys. If you want to see Richard Branson speak live alongside a number of other great speakers, go to hasteandhustle.com and use promo code BLESSEDFORSUCCESS, all caps, to get 15% off any ticket type. This offer is exclusively for listeners of this podcast. So again, all you have to do is go to hasteandhustle.com, use the code BLESSEDFORSUCCESS, and get 15% off your ticket, all caps. I've been to the event twice myself, and I can tell you I most definitely had some unforgettable experiences come from it, some of which you'll hear about in this episode. Now, without further ado, introducing Shauna Arnett. Thank you, Shauna, for coming on the show so much. I really, really appreciate you being here. Oh, my pleasure. I'm always happy to help you out. <laughs> it's been a while since since uh, we've met up. I think the last time uh, you actually came down to Ottawa and uh, said you were- the last time we met up. I know it's insane, right? That was we right had, after uh, now. We had sushi and steak back then. That was not. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was really good too. But um, how are things with you, just in general? Mostly really great, actually. It's incredible. Twenty twenty is already starting off in such a great way. I've just been, um, you know, booking a number of uh, new events, and you know, we're you know we've got Houston Hustle coming up, and we're you know, we're, we're growing all of a sudden very quickly, which is, we've kind of always grown quickly, but now we have some nice, like really good revenue generating things coming in Hmm. and this year's looking very good already. So I'm, I'm feeling great and uh, I'm excited about, um, some of the things that we're going to roll out and, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, and then personally just good happy my son's getting ready to graduate high school so I'm almost an empty nest. <laughs> oh what a what a time to be alive what a time i know i know <laughs> um 
Okay, I'll start this with um, with the question that I ask on, on every uh, show to start, which is um, at this moment in time, um, you know, on this wonderful Thursday evening, um, what makes you feel blessed? Oh my gosh, Jeez. 10 hours? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would say um, my, you know, my, I'm very like Christian faithful person. So I, I definitely feel like blessed in my faith and, and that does a lot for me. Um, but then I would say next level would be family and just all the, the joy that I feel in my life and, and the, the blessings that I receive from just even spending time with my son and, and his friends, they're, they're in the other room right now. And, you know, we make fun of each other and tease each other, but we have a lot of fun. So just the blessings you get from having family close by and, um, and just time to conversate and, and, um, laugh and, and all those things. Um, I just feel blessed to live in Canada where I feel safe and happy and free. And, you know, I, like, I mean, I could go on in very sort of existential ways, but internally I just, I do have a very grateful, blessed feeling and I think because I have such wonderful people around me um that really contribute to that and just I don't know that's a that's a a, a whopper of a question so I'm not even sure what to do, but. It is, but but I'll say that's probably you know one of them the, the more um I mean they've all been pretty pretty great answers but I think I can tell uh with you is that this has been something that's probably been an active um you know focus for you to to feel blessed and to feel grateful would you would you agree with that uh, absolutely i wake up every morning and before i even barely open my eyes i literally like roll out of my bed and onto the floor and just spend about 15 minutes in gratitude thinking about all the things i have to be grateful for and it's amazing the more like the first time you do it you're like oh, i'm grateful for the sun and the warm house and the food that i have to do you know and it, and then it becomes very like you know, I'm grateful for, you know, going through something hard because it taught me this. And then I would, and then I was able to do that. And you're, you're able to make connections to really good things happening in your life, even from hardships. And so you become grateful for those. And then you become grateful for, you know, like just the interactions you have with people. And I think the more time you spend in gratitude and, um, and just appreciation, the more you see it. It's like when you go to buy a new car and all of a sudden, you know, you've never seen a, I don't know, Ford Fiesta before. And then all of a sudden you see a million of them everywhere, or, you know, you've never seen a Tesla before. And then every, and, and so that's sort of like how I see gratitude. And, you know, I know that's a very simplistic way to uh, um, imagine it, but that's truly how I feel. Like the more I practice it, the more I see it. No, I think that's awesome. Um, the way you described that. And so was this, something that you've had to build over time was that was that habit that ritual always there or you know was there a point in your life where you said i need really need this sort of practice um it's you know. a very recent practice for me actually only in the past maybe six months but like like a very focused practice i think i've always been very grateful like i um have always just appreciated so much the you know things around me but i i focused in on the actual gratitude practice every day and then and then even throughout the day i um like i have this practice where 
if I think a negative thought about somebody or if I think even like a remotely negative, like it could be like slightly negative, I will immediately stop and then wish that person a blessing. Wow. Because like, I, I find like if you can train those negative thoughts out of your head and I started doing that back in like September. So like six months ago, not even. And, um, and then honestly, it was like the most refreshing practice. I got it from Sarah Blakely from Founders. Yeah. She was talking about how she had done um, some kind of um, practice like that when she was on an airplane, how she just like, looked at all the people around her and wished them like health and prosperity and different things. And I was like, I love that. And so I'm like, I'm going to wish that for everyone. And then I'm like, why stop at just the people I like? Like, why don't I wish it to everyone I think about and, and make no, you know, and, and make everyone in my life like equal in my mind mm. in terms of how much I want goodness for them. Mm. And um, because ultimately I think we're better off if we want people to be blessed. Like, That's, I think, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I know that sounds, I don't know. No, no, I completely agree. I think, um, you know, I've made it an active point in my life that not to hold grudges against people, not yeah. to hold negative sentiment, because at the end of the day, like, uh, it might sound a bit cheesy to say, but it like, it weighs your heart down, you know, it yeah. feels like, a, it feels like a stranglehold on it or, or something like well, that. Well, yeah, so, it takes it takes your energy and apply and makes and puts you in a negative frame of mind hmm. and you know and then you're like oh this person wronged me and then you're thinking about it and then you're like okay like why would they say that and you're like and you're drumming it through in your head and then you're like you know making it worse and what if they told that person and who knows if they did and what if they and you're just like going on and on and on and it's stupid hmm. and I'm, and so it's like why why continue down that road when you can just stop at the beginning of that whole thing, wish that person love, light, happiness, prosperity, all sorts of good things. Like I'll sometimes like actually say a prayer for them if I'm feeling like a little bit more intense or if I, or if I feel like it's an actual, like pretty negative thought, I will stop and say a prayer for that person because then it, it's so funny. It literally like lifts the energy, the negative energy away from you. And then you just like get back to what you're doing and you're, you're, but you're in a good frame of mind and you can just do it happily. And you haven't wasted all that time thinking stupid negative thoughts that do nothing. Mm -hmm. I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to take that. Like I, I think I, that, I that think, exact. I love it. Thank you. I'm glad you're going to take it. And I don't take credit for it. It's literally something I learned from Sarah Blakely, my, hero and, and uh, i just think it's such a good piece you know piece of advice and so i like to share it too it's so great and i and i really do believe and i've come to believe um in negative energy and positive energy and how those two things coincide and, and work with each other and um yeah. that's something that'll definitely work on so that's that's really nice um tidbit there that i loved um but more to um Kind of what you do now so you're the ceo and founder of hasten hustle which is you know you run these super i mean on your linkedin bio it says i build events and businesses to grow brands and deepen human connections um so that is what you do can you can you explain obviously you know with the i build events and business businesses part is there but to deepen human connections what does that what is that like what does that mean to you so you know i was when i first started doing events i really you know, I was working way up north and I was doing projects in like science and engineering and that sort of field. And I was, 
it was really remote and very lonely. And I'm, I, I, I attended an event. I attended a big, huge resource convention. And that's when I wanted to become an event planner. And I had also simultaneously been watching all sorts of TED talks on YouTube and stuff. And this is back in like 2009. And I was like, you know, I really love the, the way that when you attend an event, you actually get human connection. And for me at the time, because I'd been working so remotely, it was really nice. <laughs> and then I love, and I loved the experience of learning. And then I was also thinking about how, what the way Ted does it with their, you know, their knowledge base, um, educational talks. I loved that. And so I thought to myself, Oh my gosh, like I would love to produce events where people get to come together. They actually can, because I feel like the more times, the more we spend talking to one another and learning from each other and interacting with each other in a, in, in a, in person, I feel that you connect more with people, you know? And so I, I basically took that moment in my life and I was like, okay, I'm going to become an event planner, producer, and I'm going to build events that bring people together and help them connect to each other and not just like superficially like i want people to like get to know each other become friends business partners you know colleagues and and you know whatever else and you know and and to and to truly understand the human condition so you know with my events mostly they're about entrepreneurship so i wanted people to be connected through that sort of you know industry of of being an entrepreneur and um say you know what we all understand like we all understand how hard it can be we all understand how lonely it can be we all understand how great it can be mm -hmm. and let's connect through our mutual understanding of that and then look at our differences and say okay well you're in automotive and you're in computer science and you're in whatever like all these different industries but there's like this you know, it doesn't have to be so siloed, you know, we can cross pollinate all these industries, learn from each other as entrepreneurs, still understand each other as humans and grow together. And then at the same time, understand all the diversity that contributes so positively to every industry and every business around the world from different peoples and cultures and, and um, I don't know, I just really love bringing people together mm -hmm. and, and helping them to understand each other. And I you know, I just don't really like divisiveness. So, and and you've done that. You've brought people together. Like you build Ooh. strong human connections. And I mean, um, the way I got introduced to, to what you do in that was um, when you ran the first Haste and Hustle event in uh, Niagara. You bought. You brought. Um, you know, arguably one of the most famous entrepreneurs out there, probably top five, um, in Gary Vaynerchuk to speak at the event. Yeah, and I understand that there was some pandemonium in setting that up. Um, tell me what that was. The, you know, first of all, what that was like, where that inspiration came from, and then um, you know, let's let's talk a bit about what happened. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I had just taken a course, a leadership course, and one of the speakers had said, um, "If you don't know how to do something, and someone offers you a job to do it, say yes and figure it out." And um, I was like, kind of riding that, like, yeah, that's a good idea, you know. Wait, <laughs> you know. And so I, um, so anyway, that just that, keep that in mind. So then um, I decided to 
I wanted to do an event in my in my region. I wanted to bring business leaders to Niagara because typically we're kind of just associated to wine and waterfalls. And I was like, if we can bring more people here from a business perspective and see the valley that's out here, you know, it might just sort of open up this area a little bit more in a different way, you know, and um, I love it out here. So to me, it was such a great idea. And I'm very idealistic, and especially at that point. <laughs> and so um, uh, in my mind, Gary Vee was the only guy to get. Like, I couldn't imagine a better person. And so I decided to do it. I was like, I'm just going to build this event. I'm going to host it in Niagara, and it's going to be this great experience and great event. But I'd never done anything like that before. I'd planned events, but I'd never produced events. Mm. And um, so... I think when I look back on it now, thankfully I did not know how hard it would be because had I not, had I known, I wouldn't have done it. And yes, I wouldn't have had that negative, like that challenging experience of losing money and having to switch venues and all the things that happened there. But, you know, I also wouldn't have built this brand and ultimately the brand is building and, you know, we've turned you know, we've almost completely turned the whole business back around on its, um, on its heels. So that's really good. So, I mean, I think I was just in this mindset of like, you know, I can do this. I just have to learn how, as I do it, you know, kind of like what that woman had said. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, just like all gung ho and a little too idealistic, a little too naive about things, certainly. Um, and, and inexperienced. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that kind of causes a bit of a, um, clash of you know in in terms of success so we i mean the event itself was successful in that you know people loved it people came to it it ran on it ran well we did it but there was definitely some fallout financially for myself and um you know that was very hard to handle but at the same time i got a great brand out of it so yeah you did and i mean it put definitely put a hasten hustle on the map it was very impressive um to on the first go around get Gary Vaynerchuk to come out and speak in a place like Niagara, which yeah. is not only in a different country than where he's at, but also in a, you know usually out in um, further out than a main city. Well, it's funny because he'd actually been out here before, apparently, because oh. because it's a wine region. Ah, so yes. Had, right. Yeah. So I was like, that's how that's actually what made me think about him. Like, you know, he's coming to a business conference in a wine region. Like, he's gonna love this. <laughs> like, I was like, how can I feel to him? Anyways. Yeah. And, and you touched on, you touched on um, some of the challenges there, but do you mind expanding on that more? Like what were the challenges that you um, kind of faced in setting up that first event and, and how did that impact you, um, you know, personally? Yeah. I mean, just sort of what I said, I mean, like, I just didn't quite, I didn't quite understand how to cash flow an event, which is very hard. And I had no investors, no financial backers or anything. And, I recommend if you're going to do it, definitely try to have that. Um, so the way events run is that you have to pay for everything up front and then, and then you got to get ticket sales. So you kind of need a backer to help, you know? And so I just, I just didn't know all this and, and going into it, I was just too inexperienced and naive and I didn't negotiate contracts very well. And I, you know, I wasn't, you know, I was a terrible communicator, so I didn't like communicate certain information correctly to my team and to some of our um, partners. And so like, it was just a bit of a, and then I think at the end when I saw the, you know, the imploding 
train coming my way and I knew what was going to happen, but I, I couldn't like let myself believe it. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't make changes fast enough. And I don't know, like it was just one of those things where by the time, you know, it's going to be a bit of a disaster. It's too late. And so thankfully I had this amazing group of people supporting the event and wonderful people that worked on it that, you know, I just credit for so much of its success. And, um, yeah, so I I couldn't have done it without them for sure. Like it would have never worked. Um, but, um, yeah, we just, we made it work the best we could and it ended up being great. Like people did really love it and uh, we had the best feedback. It was so awesome. And so I just, you know, I walked away and I was definitely like in drowning in debt from that event. You know, I lost a lot of money. Um, but then Gary V turned around and offered to come back and do another event with me pro bono to help me earn back the, the loss. And I just remember thinking like, that is a true gentleman, <laughs> you know, like just someone who's willing to take a risk on, on me and give me an opportunity. It's not like he handed me, you know, cash and said, here, I'll pay off your bills or something like that. He offered me an opportunity to, grow my business, turn my, um, sort of quote failure into a success Mm. and, um, and to work and build something even bigger. And so I really liked that, you know, it wasn't like just a handout. It was like a hand up. Yeah. And, um, and I appreciated that one from him so much. And so that is really where we, you know, started to turn it around and we're, to be honest with you, we're still, um, uh, kind of finishing off that turning that around but we're almost there and i'm like yeah we're almost there so it's um it's been a really hard couple of years but also so great because when you are able to look at a challenge and see yourself get through it you know how strong you can be and you know how many options all of a sudden become available like it's amazing how creative you get when you have to be yeah how resourceful you get. <laughs> yeah, I bet I bet you had to get super resourceful in that yeah. in that uh, at that point and then, in time and and then you just realized how blessed you are because like you know when I had to get resourceful it was all the people in my community it was like you know we ended up having the event at a church a, a very modern church you really don't even recognize it as a church but you know it was my church and they like gave me you know because they knew me they you know, I phoned them like the day before and said, I need a new venue. And they were like, okay, come down, you know, and they let me do it there. Well, no way would you normally be able to find an, an event venue for a thousand people in one day. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like that was incredible and they were wonderful. And so it made me realize and become so grateful for all the people in my life that I just know. And, 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 it, and, that, and sort of speaking to your theme, just makes you realize how blessed you are and how wonderful life can be if you just look around at all the great things that are in your life. Hey there, just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for tuning into this episode of the podcast. It really does mean a lot to me. If you are enjoying what you hear, I would really appreciate it if you could head on over to iTunes for a quick minute, leave a five-star review, and tell us what you like about the show. We want this Blessed for Success message to catch fire, and the only way that is possible is with your help and support. Thanks again for tuning in. Now let's get back to the show.
Incredible. And it's obviously there was risk and reward there, right? It's a very risk and reward situation where, you know, you took the risk knowing full well what was going to happen, but it has most definitely, I believe, paid off in spades. Um, yeah, you know, a lot of yeah. people in the business community know about you. And, um, you know, Gary V did come back. He came back to um, the next Ace and Hustle event, which was in downtown Toronto. Um, and I don't know if, and so that was where we, you and I met. Okay. Um, and, yeah, that's where I got the opportunity to be uh, a security guard for Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't know if I've ever done this, but, uh, you know, I, I still have to thank you um, for providing me with that opportunity at that moment in time and um, believing in this young kid who, you know, really didn't know what he was doing. I had, I drove up from Ottawa just to volunteer at this event. Um, you know, I wasn't even from Toronto at the time. I took I had to um, postpone a midterm exam. I had to, like, get I, – I left – I left school not telling my professor because I, like I just emailed him, but he had not given me the approval yet. Like he didn't give me the wow. a okay on postponing the midterm. manifestation right there. That's amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah, I left because I had a midterm that day, and I was like, it was last minute. I I was like, no, I need to go. Um, so I just took the car and just prayed to God that they would let me, um, you know, <laughs> postpone the midterm. That's amazing. That's yeah. Amazing. So thank you, thank you so much for for giving me oh, the, that well, opportunity. You did such an amazing job. I need to thank you. Like, it's a, it's truly a community effort when you run these events. Like, I feel like I play such a small role even in my own event. And, you know, when I look around at, you know, yourself and Antonio, who was backstage, and all the people who are running security and all, you know, we still didn't even have enough volunteers, but we, um, the ones that we had were amazing, and you were exceptional, so. I appreciate so that. Yeah, I was so grateful. Thank you. Still, still one of the, still one of the highlights um, of my life, to be honest. I learned a lot that day um, from you, from Gary, just spending the whole day next to him, um, from everybody. And it was, it was really nice, you know, to be honest. Um, what was really nice about that event for me personally was um, I didn't really feel compelled to say anything. Like I really didn't want to necessarily have a long and, and, uh, you know, winded conversation with Gary. I just wanted to, you know, obviously do my job, do my, do my, do what I was there to do as, um, as a volunteer. Um, but in doing so, I was just able to observe everything, you know, just yeah. to observe and observe and listen. And, and that honestly think I learned a lot more than I would have had I been, um, you know, trying to ask questions or even been an audience member, um, mm -hmm. I learned a lot just from listening. Yeah, that's great. Well, you know what? We have two ears for and one mouth for a reason, right? Like I, I agree with you. When I observe people who are doing exceptional work, it's it is amazing to just look around and 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 uh, listen to what they are are saying and <clears throat> and just observe what they're doing. And I think you you made a very wise choice for yourself that day to do it that way. And and uh, because. You know, people like Gary and people, even myself sometimes, it's like people are just constantly asking for stuff and constantly wanting, wanting, wanting. So if you can turn a situation like that into something that's less transactional and more um, of an experience where you just take that time and to take it all in, it can be great. And and people appreciate it and, and want to give it back to you even more almost. So that's cool. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. 
truly, truly an incredible experience. And since then, um, you've brought on, you've run more events. You run on guys like Casey Neistat, Manjeet Minas, John Dick, uh, Mark Saltzman, Alan Smithson, Aaron Burry, Ali Hughes, just to name, just to name a handful. Um, but then you have one uh, big one coming up on April 1st, 2020, which I'm so excited about. You're bringing Richard Branson um, to speak. How, how pumped are you about that? I am pumped like crazy. Like it's because it's been a year in the making. Um, I'm like, all right, let's get this, you know, not over with, but like, let's get her done. I'm so excited to actually be executing and it's so close now. So that's great. And just, I feel like being able to um, get to, I'm, I'm sort of like you to observe somebody like that. You know, like I've learned so much from Gary because he's so accessible online, but I absolutely love meeting with business icons in person because you get to really get a sense of their persona and their demeanor and how they and see how they treat people. And I always find that to be truly insight, like in, interesting. And so I'm really, you know, stoked about that. And then I just love seeing how it impacts people, you know, because now I'm like, okay, it's been two years and since our last event and you know because we had to postpone as you know and um and so i'm just really happy that we're having another opportunity to impact people's lives because at the end of the day my favorite part of this whole business is when people phone me like you know one month six months ten months later and tell me how they've been impacted by my event and or whatever we're doing and I just can't wait for those phone calls to start rolling in. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that event. Even, uh, you know, one of my best friends, George Cleefe, is going to be there as well um, yeah, yeah. speaking. So I'm excited to see him speak as well. Um, but like like you touched on, and uh, we'll get into it a bit more, but this, this event was uh, originally scheduled for last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was it November it was scheduled for? No, June, June 10th. June. Okay, so it's been a while. June 10th is when it was um, previously scheduled mm-hmm. for. Um, and kind of, it seemed like people were into it. It was going around. Um, and then not too long before the event um, was to take place, it kind of came out that we'd have to postpone it, move it um, to, to a different time. Mm-hmm. Um, can you give some insight as to what happened, why you needed to postpone yeah. that particular event and, and you know, yeah that. i mean it was a bit of a um a collision of things but i would say the biggest factor was at the time my dad got really sick very like to the point of we thought he was going to pass away um he's he my dad's very old and he lives in a nursing home and he got dual lung pneumonia and he was in the hospital and i've never seen it anyone like that was awful. So I was spending so much time, you know, at the hospital and in nursing homes and, and, and things. And it was, and even when I wasn't there, I was so stressed because I couldn't be, you know, like, I, like, I was like, I want to go. And then I was, but I was like, oh, I gotta be working. I'm like trying to execute this event that's coming in two months. And, you know, it was just like crazy. And then I have this other client that I had to go to Ireland with to do a site inspection, which had been booked months and months in advance. And I knew it was coming. And so it was like four days away in Ireland. And I remember I flew to Ireland. It was at the beginning of May. The event was at the beginning of June. And I, I said, I, I remember just like, and my dad was sick. And I phoned my friend, Kelsey Ramston, 
And I was just like practically in tears. Like I didn't know what to do. I was like just beside myself. Like, how am I going to do this? And it was also getting really hard because tickets weren't selling as fast as we would like have liked either. And so I was just like, this is too much. Like I am literally about to explode from the stress and the sadness and, and I couldn't bring myself out of it, you know? And I just, my business just isn't big enough. And this is what I realized at the time. My business just isn't big enough for um, me to be out of it like that, you know? And um, so I just said, I wonder if he'll postpone. And like, I wonder if that's an option. And so we just said, well, it's not, it's worth asking. So we asked and, um, and he was gracious enough to say yes. And very quickly, actually, it was really, and, um, so it was, it was hard. Like it was one of the hardest things I had ever done in my life. And, you know, I mean, there's lots of other little things that were kind of contributing to it, but it was definitely like, that was the main thing. And I've, you know, certainly don't take a decision like that lightly, you know, and we worked really hard to like reach out to every single you know, ticket holder and we've upgraded everyone. Like we've tried to like go to the ends of the oak to make sure everyone is still satisfied and, you know, keep your customer service, you know, going at that point. Right. Mm -hmm. And so thankfully we were, you know, we've been mostly able to do that. And we had very few people drop off. Like we had a few people we refunded that asked for it. And then most people were just held their tickets and they were happy to, cause they're getting upgraded. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, it, and, and you know, it's a little bit funny cause it would have been on the same night as I think it's like game five or something of the Raptors. Oh yeah. I was at that game. Oh, the I... one where, where Richard Branson was at. Cause he yeah, ended up. Yeah. He was there. Okay. I, yeah. 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 So that would have been the night of my event. Like that would have been the day. And then that would have been the night. So I'm like, in some ways it was kind of good, but yeah. that wasn't obviously a part of it. Cause we didn't even know about that at the time, but um Anyway, it just kind of worked out a little bit. But yeah. anyway, so now it just gave us this time to breathe. It gave me time with my family. Um, my dad actually did end up getting better. I mean, I say that in quotes because, you know, he's not getting better. He's just not. He didn't pass away at that moment. He's still kind of hanging in there. And, and so we've had some time together, which is nice. Mm. And uh, we've able to re we were able to reframe things. I was able to, like, you know, try to figure out some stuff with my team and, you know, it, it taught me a lot about, you know, business leadership, how I am as a communicator, how I am as a leader, you know, and, you know, it drove me, it drove me to um, do a couple of things. In the summer, I made a switch to um, start taking on more clients, outside clients, to help cash flow within the business, because that was a real challenge um, that added to some of the stress. And then I also started taking a lot of self-development because I'm like, there's still a lot of work that I need to do on myself that I'm like, whoa, like this is, um, you know, something I need to spend more time doing. So that's uh, another thing I started doing. And um, I just, and then I started doing that gratitude practice. And, you know, it's, it's actually been a remarkable, remarkably wonderful six, 10 months, however long it's been. So um, I'm, I'm sad that I had to do that, but I'm also so grateful for the opportunity that it provided. Mm -hmm. Is that one of your go-to um, tactics for dealing with stress? Because like, as an events manager, especially these high stakes events you're dealing with, 
volunteers, attendees, speakers, you know, different teams, like resources, like event, uh, mm -hmm. like all these things, like, is that your primary tactic um, to deal with the stress with all of that? And is there more um, that you kind of use on a regular basis? What, what tactic are you referring to? Um, the gratitude practice. Oh, yeah. Well, now it is. Um, definitely. It's, it's actually changed my life. Like, I, I can say that just becoming a more focused, focused on gratitude has changed everything. Like, I, I really, I really do believe that. And, you know, I spend a lot of time, you know, praying, I spend a lot of time reading and trying to be creative. I spend a lot of time, you know, when I need to, when I need to de-stress, I, I like to just spend time with my son um, because he makes me laugh so hard. So. <laughs> yeah, I see your Instagram posts from time to time and they, and they make me laugh as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's such a nut. And so, um, you know, I, I, I do really, I find he helps and, and I just love that kid so much. So, um, you know, that's fun. And uh, I don't know. I think it's just about... Um, working on yourself, understanding that no one's perfect, understanding that, you know, we're all just humans trying to figure out this, you know, figure out our own businesses, figure out our own how to live life, figure out all the things, you know, it's not like any of us have it figured out. And so I think the more we can take ownership of those things, those emotions, those challenges and say, all right, this is an opportunity for me to learn here, or I could just be really grumpy about it or miserable about it, right? So I'm just going to focus on why I'm grateful for it, why I'm, how I'm going to learn from it and the changes I'm going to make around it. Mm -hmm. Well, you're, you're most definitely um, one of the most resilient people I've ever met. Just, you know, with the Niagara event, with this, um, the obstacle, like I was so glad to see that it was postponed mm -hmm. and not like completely axed or anything. Like I loved that, you know, you still had the resiliency to pursue it and keep it going and, um, mm -hmm. keep it afloat despite all the, the, whether it be financial struggle, struggle, personal struggle, um, everything. And, you know, that's truly inspiring, um, to someone like me, who's, uh, obviously younger and, and still growing and trying to learn, uh, skills like resiliency. Mm -hmm. Um, were there any key moments in your life that you learned from to build, um, this resiliency, um, obviously there was the Niagara moment and um, the one last year, but um, even prior to that, has there any been any times where you've sat back and said, wow, I really learned a lot from this um, particular experience? Um, I mean, yeah, those experiences I've learned so much. I tend to be very introspective, so I always turn inward and, and try and figure out, you know, how I can grow and learn and and I think that's part of being resilient. Um, I think I tend to be, I, I, it's funny that you say this to me because someone just recently told me that that's their word for me too. They, what'd she say? She called me quietly resilient. That was her. She's like, she's like, I had this word for you when I was meditating or something. And I was like, well, that's, and I loved it because to me, I was like, yeah, I know I'm super resilient. Um, I think I tend to, just forge ahead right so you know I, I i look at all the challenges and i'm like yeah we're in the middle of you know a bit of a shit storm however we can we can make this right we can we can actually fix it like i i truly believe that anything is fixable and anything like 
to uh, quote Marie Forello or whatever her name is, like everything is figureoutable. I, I believe that to the core. I truly believe that we can figure anything out. It's just a matter of, you know, what are you willing to do? Like, I mean, after um, Haste and Hustle won, like, I like had to, you know, I, I was so broke. Like, I got rid of my car. I moved back in with my parents. I, with my son, I had, you know, like we had to scrimp and save. And you know, in the past couple of years, now it's gotten certainly a lot better. But you know, I, I literally just did made every sacrifice to make it continue. And so, and I don't have a problem with that. I, why, why was that? Why was that sacrifice to you? You know, in your head, I'd love to know the thought process. Like, um, that's a lot to give up, you know, to you. Why did that sacrifice make sense? Because there's people on the other end. When you, so when you lose money on an event, it's not like it's my money. It's like the people I can't pay. And when I think about those people, I can't let it go. Because it's not like Unilever or Amex that I can't pay. It's like mom and pop people. And I'm like, that will never, ever work for me to, um, <laughs> um, it will never, ever work for me to not, you know, uphold the payments that I, you know, that are still outstanding, that, you know, are almost all done and all just all fixed and, pay, and paid off. But to me, that was such an important thing. And I think I just had to do it. And I didn't mind. I was like, I, I, I didn't mind making the sacrifice in order to make those things right, I guess, is what. But no one's ever asked me that. That's funny. I've never even thought about it like that. You bounced back so much stronger. And obviously, the sacrifice most definitely paid off, right? Like, yeah. I mean, now you must be looking back and be like, I'm so glad I went through those experiences. Yeah. It's funny because I don't even like, I mean, when I say, oh, I like moved back in with my parents, like, part of it was that I also had to help look after my dad when he was still living here. And there was like a few things. It wasn't like, you know, and I didn't live in a big house. Like I had an apartment. Like, it's not like I gave up a home. I gave up an apartment. And so it just didn't seem, and, and actually moving in with my parents was like the best. Cause like my mom is around to help with my son. So like, it's, it's funny. Cause I'm like, man, I guess they're sacrifice. They are sacrifices to other people and they are sacrifices. But at the end of the day, I still have a wonderful family that like I get to see all the time now especially all the time and I have you know my son's happy we live in a nice house we like you know like it's not like I'm sleeping in a box on Bay Street mm -hmm. you know what I mean like so oh well like I have to live in a different location that's basically what closer to my family like that's actually not really a sacrifice I guess <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Like, it just, I guess I think it's perspective, to be honest. Like, I think, I think a lot of people under those circumstances, and that's why, that's why, you know, I do say that you're resilient is because, you know, a lot of people under those circumstances, I think, would position it as woe is me, I have to give up this, give up that, mm -hmm. um, you know, all these things, which is obviously negative in its own right, like there's that, but there's also, um, turning that on its head and saying, I got to, you know, make these sacrifices to make my goals, um, you know, achievable, help the people that 
um, you know, I kind of not owe something to, but these people are on the other side of my efforts and I want them to benefit from them. And, um, you know, it's perspective, like it's, it's turning things, um, in a positive manner. And for you to be able to say, you know, at least I'm not, you know, on Bay street in a box or something is again, you know, it's perspective. It's being able to be in the moment and say, okay, it's not as bad as it is, um, as it could be. Oh yeah. Like it's so great. So like to the point where I'm like, I still live here and I don't really want to move out when I could, I could, I mean, I easily could, but I just don't. Honestly, when I go home, I love I love my mom's cooking. I love um, it's funny she uh, I, I take my parents for granted, and I really do. And I and I'm trying to get better at that. But um, you know, my mom will call me, and I'll be like on my phone facetiming her. But I'll be going through you know Instagram at the same time, and then later I, I realize that she's on the phone with me, and I'm like, oh my god, like I'm not, you know, so. <laughs> So that's something I definitely uh, take for granted, but I am I am hoping for uh, improvement on that side. So I don't think it's wrong for you to, to think that. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, but uh, you know, on you know, more on that is you definitely said and you shared you know on your social media as well is just how much your your son means to you. Um, I'll ask this. I, I asked you earlier, you know, what makes you feel blessed? And um, he was part, you know, what does your having your son there for you and, you know, as part of the support and, and all these stressful environments, you know, how does that, what does that mean to you? Um, it actually means a lot to me. I mean, no and I are pretty close. He, he wouldn't do admit that, but. And uh, <laughs> um, it was funny when he was at Generation Now. Um, last time he you know he sat down front and watched and you know he said at the end I I, I gave a talk that day as well and there, at the end I used to sort of show a picture of him and I and he and I and um so people recognized him and so people kept, and they kept coming up and talking about me and and he's like mom it was so great and 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 he's like and then he came up and he's like I'm so proud of you and I was like wow like I never in my wildest, dream, wildest dreams would have expected to have my at the time 15 year old son come up and you know say something like that to me and it was so special and and I think just for me I I just love being an example for him but I also I, I love it when he gets involved and I love it that he gets to participate and I love that um you know I can have him around i mean i it's it's getting towards the end in some ways like he's about to graduate high school and go off to university or work or whatever he plans on doing and it's like wow like this has gone so fast and so i'm just i'm hoping that you know the impact has been there for him and uh i just i do i hope that he continues to remain proud of me and i believe he will um i, I think it's awesome <laughs> to do and uh definitely like that was generation now which is what the event was called that i was at and i and i saw your talk as well and um you know lots to be inspired about uh, and driven mm -hmm. from that um uh, i'll ask this uh, last which is you know i asked you what uh, blessed what makes you feel blessed at this moment in time um what 
what uh, what does success mean to you? Honestly, success literally equals freedom to me. So just being able to have the freedom to make the decisions that you want to make and and pursue them. So if I decide that I want to go and open a health clinic in China, I could do it. If I decide that I want to take my son to, you know, Bhutan for a trip, I could do it. If I decide that I want to start another business or if I decide I want to support, you know, invest in something, if I decide, like, whatever I want, like, I just feel like to be able to make those decisions and have the freedom to do so is success. That's, that's great. And yeah, I hope, I hope one day, honestly, I, I do hope uh, one day I I could achieve that level of success as well. And I wish that for, for both of us. Um, when, uh, so excuse me, where can people find you? Um, and also importantly, how can people get their hands on some Haste and Hustle 2020 tickets? Um, they can go to hastenhustle.com and they are available. Um, they can find me at Shauna Claire on Instagram um, or Shauna Arnett on LinkedIn um twitter shauna claire as well oh i think i'm shauna claire one on Instagram. i'll i'll make sure to link i'll make, yeah. I'll make sure to link the proper up, then. Then yeah. ask me. i don't even know what my stuff is but yeah um and we're we're and hasten hustles everywhere as well it's on yeah. all even tiktok now <laughs> oh wow i'll have to i'll have to check that out even and further and i'll link that too <laughs> <laughs> anyway I, uh, I hope you enjoyed this. I, I certainly did. Um, Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I, it was it was great. Great discussion. And, and I loved having you on as well. Thank you, Shauna. You're welcome. My pleasure.